Hey there, Ecclesia. This is Pastor Mike, and I want to welcome you back to our Advent podcast series, the final episode, in fact. So I hope you've joined us in the previous weeks for fabulous music from our team and wonderful reflections offered by Pastor Sean and Julie and others. Our continued prayer is that it has been a blessing to you in the midst of a season that can feel so dizzying, even in the best of circumstances, that we find ourselves in these maddeningly peculiar times, which have added so many additional layers of complication and grief makes it even more so. Perhaps now more than ever, we need to be reminded of the fact that Advent calls our attention beyond what we can see. What God is doing, we can hardly fathom. A kind of beauty and wholeness that eludes even our most vibrant imagination or our wildest dreams. Justice will be restored. All brokenness will be repaired. Enduring peace will be established. Grace abounding over all of creation, heaven and earth becoming one. Can it truly be, we ask ourselves. This coming celebration, our Christmas remembrance, is our collective declaration once again, as unlikely as it seems at times, that yes, truly, the coming of Jesus is the beginning of the great kingdom restoration project into which God calls us to take part. So we invite you to slow down. If only for these brief moments, whether in a space of thoughtful solitude or maybe alongside a loved one, Whatever the case, may this time be a gift which opens us up to consider once again the purpose and meaning revealed by the incarnation of Jesus into humanity, that we might experience this divine love in ways that will disrupt, captivate, and direct us to live anew as God's people. May you feel that thrill of hope spark in your hearts today. How a rose air blooming from tender stem has sprung of Jesse's lineage coming as men of old have sung came a flower bright amid the cold of winter when half gone was the night when half gone was the night Isaiah was foretold it Rose I have in mind With Mary we behold it The Virgin Mother kind To show God's love aright She bore to man a Savior, when half gone was the night, when half gone was the night, 
flower whose fragrance tender With sweetness fills the air Spells with glorious splendor The darkness everywhere Like many kids, I suppose, I went through various phases of passionate obsession. For a season, I would learn everything I possibly could about a given topic, and you can be sure that I would be sharing that information with anyone who displayed the slightest willingness to listen. I observed these same rhythms being lived anew through my own children. One of the first to my recollection was a fascination with outer space. If you had told six-year-old me that one day there would be a real-life space force, I can guarantee you that it would have been no laughing matter. I can hear a few of you chuckling. But my eyes would have lit up and my imagination gone into overdrive, picturing myself floating out among the stars. Space force. I was an overachieving kid, the kind that people call precocious when they're too polite to say know-it-all. In the first grade, I found out that the sixth grade class was going on a field trip to the observatory at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado, an hour bus ride from where I grew up. I had to go. I couldn't miss this opportunity. I spent hours on a report about the planets that no one asked me to do in order to pitch my teacher on allowing me to take part which they did, like I said, precocious. Now, I may not recall the particulars of that field trip three decades later, but I remember the feeling of wanting, of needing to be there, to be that much closer, even if through a telescope, to all that existed beyond the layers of atmosphere. I think about Countless hours spent, even in the daytime, laying on my back in the grass of the small field across from my cul-de-sac, staring out into the endless expanse of a cloudless sky. I wouldn't have had the words for the feeling at the time, but, but gazing skyward, day or night, it was always awe. 
Even the sound of the word evokes the speechless, take-your-breath-awayedness of it. Awe. It often accompanies the profound experience of feeling small in the presence of grandeur. The first memory I have when I think about the vastness of God is standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon before hiking into it with my dad. Um, I remember standing there and taking in all of the detail that God had put into this beautiful creation and the way that he had designed every nook and cranny of it and how there was no way that I would ever be able to take it all in. And so it was overwhelming and emotional and beautiful to be able to stand at the edge and look um, at this vast creation that the Lord had made and be in awe of Him and all that He had done um, on this earth so many years before I ever stepped foot on it or was even a thought. What I consider the infinite vastness of God one of the memories that come to my mind is the first time I ever drove up into the Rocky Mountains. Uh, I was just out of college. Uh, my wife and I, we were driving uh, up into the Rocky Mountains uh, following some uh, training from a Christian organization. And I just remember seeing the vastness of the mountains and imagining that God created all of this and that he was so much bigger uh, than all of these uh, mountains that I was uh, driving through. So for me, I felt very small, but yet very significant, because this huge, vast God loved me. A few summers ago, I was in British Columbia at a campsite. And I got in there earlier in the day, but when I stepped back outside after dinner, it was pitch black. I walked out to the center of the camp, and looked up. It was like this great celestial dome. There were more stars than I had ever seen in my entire life. And all around I could see lined at the bottom were these bushy pine trees. It kind of felt like I was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and it had been zapped down to the size of the ant, while the sky just went on forever and ever, and I spun around so that I could see all the stars. I was reminded that God's love is meteoric and his loyalty is astronomic. Yet in all of God's largeness, nothing gets lost. And that dome of night sky reminded me that just as God created every single little star, every tree and every blade of grass, God also created me too. I think for some people, that experience of smallness can feel terrifying, a lot like being lost or abandoned. The universe can seem at times so uncaring, the chaos and the heartache, the mystery of such suffering that we witness, that, that perhaps we have gone through or, or are going through, can make you wonder if and where exactly God is in all of it. Here's what one of the prophets had to say on the matter. In Isaiah 40, it says, The Holy One asks, do you really think you can find someone or something to compare to me, my equal? Look at the myriad of stars and constellations above you. Who set them to burning, each in its place? 
Who knows those countless lights, each by name? They obediently shine, each in its place, because God has the great strength and strong power to make it so. Why then do you, Jacob, inheritors of God's promise, you, Israel, chosen of God, why do you say my troubled path is hidden from the eternal? God has lost all interest in my cause. Don't you know? Haven't you heard? The eternal, the everlasting God, the creator of the whole world, never gets tired or weary. His wisdom is beyond understanding. God strengthens the weary and gives vitality to those worn down by age and care. Young men will get tired. Strapping young men will stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Eternal One will regain their strength. They will soar on wings as eagles. They will run, never winded, never weary. They will walk, never tired, never faint. Being awestruck doesn't require the scale of the Rocky Mountains or the celestial dome or the sunset over Galveston Bay, as Pastor Chris shared last weekend, but it helps. I can picture the memory of sitting at the end of Shoshone Point, a, a large rock formation jutting out over the south rim of the Grand Canyon, breathing deeply in a moment seemingly placed there by God just for the two of us to share. Perhaps you're conjuring an image of your own. It happens, of course, in the human scale moments as well. The graceful arabesques or the grand jeté of a ballerina biting into a perfectly ripe pear, the birth of a child. These are gifts, as the prophet says, which renew our vitality, in which God lifts us from our weariness by reminding us of his presence in these moments, positively bursting with life. Awe humbles us, puts us in our place, but God reminds us always that that place his beloved. Ecclesia, you are small, but you are not insignificant. This is the hope of the incarnation, that God so loved the world, the power of the cosmos and the reach of eternity taking on the human form, flesh and blood of a vulnerable infant, precisely because of how significant you are as we sing in O Holy Night, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. That's my prayer for you, Ecclesia, that in ways both cosmic and intimate, your hearts would be overflowing with hope and awe in this sacred season, that you would know with certainty and wonder, like that small child laying back to the grass, staring up at the stars, just how deeply you are loved by our awesome God. Bless you, Ecclesia. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior. 
Ecclesia, this is Pastor Sean, and I really hope that you have been blessed by this four-week journey through Advent with us as we look to the thrill of hope that comes in the birth of Jesus Christ. 
And we know that we are in a unique time, but we hope that you have been able to see the beauty and the glory of God coming into the world, that Jesus came down and as Eugene Peterson says, tabernacled, lived among us, moved into the neighborhood. And so may that be your Christmas season, that you experience the closeness of Jesus as a neighbor, someone who sees you and loves you, is willing and able to walk with you. May God bless you. May God's peace be with you. And may God grant you grace now and forever. Amen.